Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. On today's show, how actions before words makes a brand thrive. It's a pun. I had to do it. First of all, if you're new, if this is the first show you're listening into, I'm so glad you're here and I hope you stick around. It's a show all about how some of the most interesting or innovative or rapidly growing brands of today are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. In this case, today's masses are members of a brand called Thrive Market, which is a membership through which people can get easy and wide access to healthy foods. I'm on with their chief marketing officer, Amina Pasha, and we talk a lot about how the brand was mission focused from the very beginning, all the way back to the early investors, to how they built their business up, even to today with the way in which they bring on new memberships and the way in which they give back immediately. That plus some of the ways in which they've given back during the pandemic. And one particular story about how somebody became particularly closely associated with the brand as the result of their initial interaction with them. It's a story which I don't believe has been told elsewhere, so I'm happy to bring to you. That plus, of course, advice on how to build a more authentic brand from Amina's time, not only at Thrive Market, but her history at Honest and P&G. I really enjoyed this one because it was just so blatantly clear during the recording, not only how well-prepared Amina was, but also how deeply rooted in purpose Thrive Market is. These questions seem to roll off the tongue, and I think it's because of how foundational it is to the way that they do business. Maybe you'll think the same, but I'll step back for now and let you judge for yourself. For now... This is our podcast for today with, from Thrive Market, Amina Pasha. All right, everybody, I am here with Thrive Market and their CMO, Amina Pasha. Amina, great to meet you. How are you? I'm doing well. So nice to meet you, Adam. How are you doing? I'm doing as well as can be expected. There's a heck of a lot going on, of course, and uh, I, this is actually uh, a pertinent context because we were just talking pre-recording, folks, we do that from time to time, uh, about a great story that, that we'll be able to tell here uh, that is actually a, a silver lining, something that has uh, been made great out of, out of these contexts and specifically COVID, but I'm loading it just a little bit and I don't want to get there quite yet. The first thing that I want to do is I just want to talk about how Thrive Market pulled you in, and then also, if you could just give a brief description for listeners who might not be familiar, what is Thrive Market? That's a great question. So I'm going to start first with why I joined um, the brand. Um, so Thrive Market was one of those rare brands for me where actions were really speaking louder than words, and that is what truly impressed me. If you take a step back and look in today's world with everything that's going on, you know we really sometimes ask ourselves the question of what role should marketing play and I genuinely believe now more than ever, marketing should be really more about actions and brands should be really positive change agents for their mission. And Thrive was exactly that you know, trusted partner to its member community that was already doing that, but in many, many ways, an unsung hero uh, that that's own story had not been told. And so for me, it was just a great opportunity of joining a mission-based you know, membership company uh, where I could continue to you know, live that mission, but I could also help by sharing that story across the community. So that's what led me to Thrive Market. The next question is, you know, that you asked is, what is Thrive Market? And we're actually quite a unique animal, I would say, in many ways, because we are a mission-driven online marketplace, but we're also uh, fueled by our membership. So we are a membership-based um, company. 
and our vision and our mission, which are in sync and aligned, are all about making healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. And so access has been something that's absolutely crucial in everything that we do and is also kind of part of our day in day and and uh, and need to connect with the community. So high level, that is what we do. To make it a little bit more specific, um, to really understand like what's different about Thrive Market than any other online um, e-commerce platform, the first is that we really offer only the best of the best, the highest quality, organic, healthy essentials that are delivered to your door at guaranteed savings. And we believe in this idea of wholesome products at wholesale prices, because we know that for our members, they want to get the best value, but they don't want to compromise on quality. Um, and the unique thing about our site is that we have this lifestyle filter, which lets you live by your life values. So whether you're vegan, you want low sugar, you just want healthier alternatives or keto, um, it's very hard to find those products because grocery stores today don't let you shop by aisle. So we have this unique filter and within seconds, you can really find what you're looking for and get access to that. And then last but not least, you know, our membership enables the whole concept of access, right? And so they aren't two mutually exclusive thoughts. They're actually very interdependent and interconnected. Uh, we have roughly 1 million members now, but each of our paid um, memberships sponsors a free membership for a low-income family, for a first responder, a teacher, or a military person. And we call that our Thrive Gifts program. So in a nutshell, that is what Thrive Market is. It's a mission-based membership program that gives you know um, healthy access to really high-quality products um, and creates that community amongst its members. Well, I do want to ask about that Thrive Gives program in just a second, but actually a question that came to mind as you described what Thrive Market is all about. I know that prior to Thrive Market, you were with P&G and The Honest Company. These are very large, very well-known brands, which it isn't very difficult to find uh, in a grocery store. Um, many of those brands are, are, are center aisle and, and obvious. And so I'm curious the shift then to this accessible product that might not have always been available with as many you know linear feet in the store as you may have had with those other brands. What do you think has carried over the best in terms of the, the, the knowledge or the principles or the way of building brands that you took from those more prominent placed organizations uh, in bringing them to Thrive Market where everything gets prominent placement uh, you know, from these healthier sects? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think there's, you know, there's a lot of commonalities even within the nuances. I think the, the biggest um, commonality coming from Honest then to here was really, was really the mission. So that was something that was uniquely common, um, knowing that how mission brands work and operate, um, how they distinguish and differentiate um, is, is really what is going to make the world a better place in this uh, marketplace. So even though there isn't retail um, a component here at Thrive Market, we know that our story can speak louder in today's world. And with the COVID situation, the products that we sell, the essentials focus that we have um, has made us a destination. And I would say over the last six months, we have just gotten so much more awareness in PR um, that we may not have gotten because we're fundamentally an essential um, business right now. We're, we're fundamentally selling healthy organic essentials at a time when people need it the most and don't want to actually have to go to retail and whatnot. So in many ways, you know, what's What's lacking is now, I think it's a whole new landscape for online businesses and e-commerce companies to really thrive and really shine 
Um, and in our business, we have not just the online portion, but we have the focus of mission and giving back. And then we also have the essential, be it organic, healthy items, or just being a full you know, solution set to get groceries online so you don't have to compromise your time or your money or your safety and health when you're actually going into retail. So while there are nuances, there's also commonalities um, like that, which make it super strategic and super helpful for us to actually break through um, during this moment now more than ever. And so just for some context, uh, we actually only just recently turned on our, our external communications button. And in the last um, three months, we have been on um, Fortune, on Forbes, um, as well as the cover of Wall Street Journal most recently. And again, a large part of it is triggered by the mission of what we're doing, um, as well as what we're offering back to the community. And right now, what you're offering to the community seems pretty darn important and something which I'm guessing you actually got out ahead a lot of, of a lot of the larger players. I think about folks like uh, like like PepsiCo and Mondelez, even Clorox, going more uh, of that uh, direct to consumer online presence where they didn't historically or, or necessarily need to have that. So that's really great. I do want to ask one more question about the origins of Thrive Market. And this is just some trivia that I had heard that I wanted to sprinkle in here, but it actually kind of relates to the spirit of the show, uh, which is that uh, Thrive Market had, had a not super traditional, but extremely effective set of early investors. And I know you're just recently part of the brand, but I'm guessing that you know this story as well, and I'm hoping to learn it from you. Who were they and, and how were they able to authentically spread the word about Thrive Market, even in the, I guess, many years before that external comms button was was flicked on? That's a fantastic question. And I think that um, what Thrive Market did was very novel, but also um, very interesting. So as a brand, we took a much more grassroots approach um, to our funding situation by really finding um, the most um, interested bloggers and health and wellness experts. And we had about, I think, over 150 of these experts who immediately understood the mission and the consumer need. So for the likes of like Katie Wells, who operates wellnessmama.com, um, and then several others, which started to become much more of the bigger names, like the Deepak Chopra, the Tony Robbins, the Jillian Michaels, et cetera, et cetera. And so what really differentiated these partnerships um, was that these people genuinely understood what we were doing and they had a real stake in the game. So they were just super passionate. Um, they believed in it even before we started because they were in the same field and they were like, there is a gap here. There is a need here. No one is doing this. And healthy living shouldn't be, you know, um, a privilege. It should really be a priority. And they really wanted to support us making that access and that mission come to life. And so they were just, you know, absolutely key in just building the business right from the start. And of course, to to start to build from the ground up there with folks who are known and starting with like more niche communities and then to up to that mega talent is certainly a, a good way. And normally I hear about that in the context of, oh, well, they, you know, a, an athlete will back a brand or something like that. And I'll be like, oh, OK, interesting. But that's typically in addition to other large capital groups and, and things like that. So I, that, that is an interesting piece of trivia. I'm glad I prodded a little bit. Of course, nowadays. The majority of what of who you are serving and, and the majority of the economy throw, uh, flowing through Thrive Market 
is is the membership base that you hold. Um, and now knowing that the membership is is essential to the organization, I'm curious to know how you prioritize that alongside the the access that you talked about and and the health. Specifically within that, I'd like to know how you engage with the members, uh, you know, specifically or perhaps even individually, and how you encourage them to serve as perhaps uh, the ambassadors today, though they might not have the audience of a Tony Robbins, because who does, frankly? Um, But how do you help them to do that? And, this is extra credit, is there or are there a few stories about folks like that? Because the spirit of this show is all about learning how to mobilize the masses. And in this case, the masses are your members. So I'm curious to learn a little bit more. Phenomenal question. And I have to say there definitely is a standout story, but I will pause before sharing that story and first start from the All right. Very I will lie and wait. <laughs> so we'll start from the very beginning. And I, and I kind of alluded to this. Our mission and our membership are not mutually exclusive. They are very intertwined. And the company had to, you know, both start with the mission, but also start with the membership to enable the mission. And so I'll explain a little bit of, of what that means. But when we take a step back and say we wanted to make healthy living easy and accessible, this concept of offering you know, wholesome products at wholesale prices, we couldn't do it without the membership because the membership model enabled us to pass the savings. And we call it you know, this concept of guaranteed savings back to the members. Um, and then we realized, look, if we're going to charge a fee, we charge roughly $5 a month. We recognize that there will be some families who can't afford that membership fee, right? The $60 uh, per year. So what we did was from the very beginning, we created this one-to-one matching program, which is what you you alluded to earlier in our conversation called Thrive Gives. So every membership sold, we offered a family in need a free membership. Um, And it's important to realize that that enabled the mission of access as well. It also enabled the sense of community across people who had the same values. Um, as the brand, healthy living, giving back, sustainability, all the aspects that are very, very core still today to the brand. The second question you asked was a little bit about how do we engage with our members and how do we, how do we really make them and elevate them into brand ambassadors? So there, there are multiple ways that we actually engage with our members, you know, and, and the real focus is to engage with them with the content that matters, right? Um, and that's really important because it starts with first having an in-depth understanding of we call our, our members the wellness champions. They're pretty knowledgeable actually already. And it's about, you know, us being that trusted partner to them and giving them, you know, helping them and doing some of that heavy lifting in topics that matter. So for them, we know ethical sourcing. Where does this product come from? What is its history? Who farmed it? Um, environmental responsibility. What are we doing? We all have a role to play in terms of being carbon neutral, but then also being carbon negative. And we engage with them via our lifecycle platform, which is through our email, through SMS, through our social media platform, and then obviously building content on our website. We most recently actually just launched our environmental page and also a dedicated page on our own brand, which many, which many people don't realize is another exclusive perk just for members is we have our Thrive Market brand, like over 600 SKUs that are of the highest quality and, and most ethically sourced. And then on social we dedicate a day just to our members. So we have what we call member Mondays on Instagram. And then we share unique Insta stories about a member who we have helped and supported uh, through our Thrive Gifts program. And a lot of this just comes like organically to us. They actually make videos and send it to us uh, with thank yous on how we've helped them and transformed their life. And so now I'm going to come to the specific story 
which has personally touched me as just a human. Um, so forget even being a marketer, just just in the mission of, you know, how can we uh, help uh, people live a healthier and better life? And so th- the story is about a woman named Larissa and her son, who actually were grocery uh, recipients of our COVID fund. So we set up a COVID fund right when um, the COVID uh, impact happened. And she actually sent us a video testimonial um, explaining how due to COVID, she had lost her job, she was in a remote location, and it was just impossible to access organic and healthy essentials. She was also a single mom, and there was no one who was going to look after her son if she got sick. We were like deeply moved by her testimonial. And so we shared that obviously with her permission on Insta stories. But then we thought to ourselves, what more can we do for this person? Um, how can we help her beyond just the, um, the membership that we offered? And so we actually reached out to her and said, would you like a role in our company within our member services team? And I'm so excited to actually be able to share with the community here that she's going to be joining our company as a, as a member services representative. Um, and we've been actually able to solve, you know, her life struggle of her losing her job. So we've been able to help her even beyond the membership. And that's just another example of like how we really want to go as far as we can to help bring our, our mission to life and, and just really make that healthy living and access um, as as easy as possible to as many people as possible. Well, I mean, talk about first class service. That must have been a heck of a video um, that, that, that sparked all of that. And of course, it's good to know that not only was the genesis of that the fact that you were helping to provide for somebody in a time uh, which which access to probably most everything was unavailable uh, to now not only providing them access to that but also give them access to employment, which is uh, you know a, could be a turnaround, you know, a fantastic uh, way to, um, in a weird way, put uh, silver lining on this whole on this whole thing. You know, at least in, in the microcosm of of Larissa, and so. Uh, that's a such that's such a cool story. <laughs> I'm glad you shared that with me, uh, because it's uh, I mean, what's more authentic than that? Um, let me ask about some more of these members. The reason why, and and I'll do it within the context of the uh, of the pandemic, because I read that Thrive Market since uh, this broke out. So let's let's say that's March, if we want to call it, when everybody started locking down. You've gained over 100,000 members. I don't even want to think about what the great impact that is to the Thrive Gives program. But you've got this swell of new people, new stories to tell, new moments to share, new access to give. And I'm curious how you're hoping to take advantage of that a little bit and specifically some ways in which you hope to to, to build upon that, to, to retain them, hopefully even even through this. Uh, but I'm curious because, you know, what a, what a great growth uh, milestone and, and opportunity now for you. Yeah, and we're actually soon to hit one million members, so it's uh, it's incredibly exciting um, time for us. So the question you ask is actually relevant even pre-COVID. I mean, we're a membership-based community, and we need to make sure our members are actively engaged and really connected to the brand. And the good news is, our, when you know, when you look at our own data, we have a very high renewal rate already. And a large part is, again, the, the member service and the member experience that we've built, um, but also, you know, the deep, the deep uh, rootedness that we have in our brand of our mission and the fact that they feel part of a community that is collectively working for good and healthier living. And so I think that has been really key in keeping a renewal rate um, very high. And as we get into, you know, your question of like, 
this post pandemic, it's even more important that we continue to to make efforts across there. So a couple of tangible examples, I, I kind of alluded to this in the beginning, but as soon as COVID hit, we again asked ourselves, like, what can we do? Um, and we were very quick in immediately setting up a COVID relief fund um, and to date raised $725,000, which our CEO has also donated um, his salary for the rest of the year as well. But the second thing that was really important is, and I'm just being transparent, is we didn't have the best member experience when COVID happened because our um, demand outpaced the supply. And a lot of retailers face this as well. So again, we said, how do we stay true to our values? And how do we keep our members engaged? Because we know our member experience isn't isn't the stellar star that it normally used to be. And so we really focused that period in time, which was a course of three to four weeks, of really being as transparent as possible. And so the first few weeks of COVID, while we were rebuilding inventory in our core categories, we were just hyper transparent. So all every single day we would update our blog and our and our uh, homepage hero banner, just sharing what's the latest shipping time, any challenges we're facing, what's back in stock, where do we stand? And we even brought our founder back on Instagram to really just share real time. What's going on? What are we facing? Why is the member experience not at where it should be? And it was actually, uh, we were nervous. Like, how will their members receive this? Because we're not in the best, best possible situation. But they really responded well to that because we were constantly communicating with them. And that's the spirit of building trust and transparency. Now that our member experience is actually back to normal, we feel like we need to go the extra mile to make our experience even better than what it was before. And so there are several aspects that we're actually working on right now. Where we're actually upgrading our website um, and we're actually launching it this week where we're elevating even the, the first member experience. So as someone's coming in um, and they're really thinking about Thrive Market, we actually have this um, quiz. Um, we call it an onboarding quiz where we can learn about them right from the start. And we've actually upgraded that so we can go deeper on like, what are their values? What are their lifestyle choices? And ask them the right questions and then create a custom box that's really dedicated to their lifestyle and their choices. So if we know you're feeding a family, we know you're gluten-free or keto, or we just know you want healthier alternatives to snacks, we can really personalize and tailor that box for you that you could never get at a grocery store or somewhere else, right? And so that level of personalization and customization we feel can make our member experience even next level. So they're truly getting something they can't get anywhere else. Then we're also really elevating our whole, you know, content rich stories, really focusing on topics that they, that they know and, and love. So one of the big ones right now is obviously, you know, healthy cooking on a budget and with less ingredients. So really using our social platforms, our blog to really educate and help them just live an easier life, right? They want to live healthy, but it's sometimes not easy. It can feel complicated. You open your fridge, you may not have all the ingredients. So we keep it really simple and really easy and give them tips and tricks. And then last but not least, we've actually kind of announcing it here too, um, is just launched, you know, our new uh, frozen meals um, in line with uh, Primal Kitchen, which is only available at Thrive Market. And so we're super excited about those Primal Kitchen um, products that we're launching on frozen meals, as well as Thrive Market uh, brand as well, because we also want to really just elevate what healthy frozen meals should be. So we all know frozen meals can have a lot of preservatives and additives, and we really put our step and, and best foot forward to create something that is healthy, uh, but also tasty, can be ready in minutes, but doesn't have those preservatives and additives so that busy parents and busy families don't have to compromise. And so super excited about exclusive launches like that to continue to drive engagement with our members.
Yeah, that is uh, certainly a convenience factor that cannot be overlooked, including, uh, of course, all those healthy interests of, of having that, that high quality food and organics and all that good stuff and access to that. Yeah, sometimes you just need a break, <laughs> which, uh, you know, especially in this context, uh, is something that I'm glad that you are launching and also telling me on this show that you are launching. Um, well, that sounds great. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that it's something that many of your new members, and now that you cross the million mark, will be able to take advantage of. And I'm glad that uh, for all these stories you've been able to tell me. And um, without, you know, necessarily knowing whether we'll be able to put it in a one little bite-sized piece of takeaway... I got to round out with this because it's the question that I ask everybody who comes on this show. I have done it a hundred times, literally a hundred times, and I'm looking for some advice. Listeners know what's coming here. The reason why I asked this last question is just because generally speaking, the people that listen in to Authentic Influence embody and, and emulate the journeys of the folks who appear. And I know, I have to know, from not only your experiences thus far at Thrive Market, but also from Honest and P&G and these huge organizations where you've made such an impact, I would just love to get some of that advice as to how to build a more authentic brand. And maybe it came in the form of advice from a mentor or a pitfall avoided or even a mistake made, or maybe it is that standout story. I'm curious, some advice that you might be able to give to our listeners as a takeaway so they can uh, thrive outside of this episode. Wonderful question. So I often start with taking a step back and just reminding ourselves how much has changed, um, especially within marketing for the last five years and ever before. And, you know, if you look at what marketing was when I actually started my career at P&G, it was really about information sharing. Like you could just share information and it was good enough, right? But today's world is, is radically different and it is less about what you're saying. It is more about what you're doing and how your brand's mission is coming to life. And a lot of times, if that's not clear, then every step you're taking um, after that, you're kind of building a faulty house. And so I really tell people, like, first, know what your brand's mission and values are. If you know that, then you're already a step ahead. But then the key thing is to be ruthless to stick to them, right? And oftentimes we look at what are we doing externally, but my advice and coaching would be to start from within, right? Like start from the people who are actually working on your brand, the people who are actually in the company and make sure you're hiring those people whose values are aligned to the brand's mission and values as well. Because if there's a conflict there, they just fundamentally can't bring that brand mission to life. The other thing I've learned, especially at Thrive Market is culture. Culture is culture makes such a radical difference to bringing the mission to life. And it's really about the softer things, the day-to-day matters a lot here. So for example, if you're driving environmental responsibility as a core value, then what is happening inside your office is as important as what you're telling your community um, outside um, or externally. So for example, at Thrive Market, we're zero waste. And so when you come in, you will see everything being recycled. You'll see no garbage cans in the office and people walk in and they can immediately start feeling like they're like-minded people who care about these things, just just like the brand does. Uh, similarly, we know we're mission oriented. So we spend time doing mission building activities and share stories of our members. We actually have every week at our all hands, um, a meeting where we just share, like, these are the latest, you know, stories coming from our members. And we create a culture of radical transparency where anyone can recommend a project and anyone can get an update on an existing project. And so this was a big learning for me is your internal culture and value should match your external brand, uh, presence as well. And then the next thing I will say is like, 
how are you humanizing your brand? I mean, in today's world, the worst thing you can do is be transactional. And so the most important thing is to be really humanized, right? And for us, you know, if you think about our brand persona, we really talk about it as this trusted partner, right? And we spend a lot of time determining what is our, our, our brand persona. And, you know, more than ever at COVID time, we kept asking ourselves, are we being that trusted partner? Are we doing everything in our best possible way to help our members? And if you're saying yes, then you're living up to that. If you're saying no, then what can we do to make that better? So one of the things we actually did um, during COVID is interesting, was we, we launched this um, uh, streaming ad, which was called Humans of Thrive Market. And what we did was, you know, just show all the people who work at Thrive Market. So you, you saw Thriver employees, you saw people at the fulfillment centers, you saw our founder and CEO, you saw our head of member services. You really got to see the people who are helping you live your healthier life and actually working day and night as an essential business to get you what you need safely to your door, right? And there is this connection. There's this human connection when you start seeing the people who are actually behind that brand. It just helps you to build trust that they will be there for you, right? And last but not least, we also we also leverage people who we know genuinely love our membership. So it makes it easier for us. We have a pretty extensive health and wellness influencer program. We chatted about how the, the inception of that, but we've grown that over the years because these are people who we are not paying to sponsor us, but who are loving our membership and want to be part of the journey. And so when they talk about the brand, it's it's really their reality. And they talk about like, you know, they're expecting how it's been life life changing to be pregnant and get this at your door. One less thing to worry about the peace of mind you get. Um, if they're a mom who has like multiple kids, they will talk about this, you know, reality of just getting healthier snacks, which seems easy, but it's surprising how much sugar or unhealthy preservatives are in so much of the snacks that our children are eating. And it's a big issue actually in the U S and so to sum it all up, I started, you know, the, the opening of this with this little kind of thematic, but in the end, your actions need to speak louder than your words. And your authenticity is, is going to be judged less on what you said, but who you helped and how you helped them and what you did and how you connected it back to your mission. And so if you're focused on that, the core of it is your members or your consumers will always reward you for that. So that's the advice I would give. That was incredibly uh, detailed and eloquent. That was great. Wow, that was, that was refreshing too. You know, it's been... I, so when I asked that question, and listeners, you you know obviously because you've listened to this how good that was. I normally we we I get like a real good standout piece of advice or a book or something like that. That was like multi-parted and had a bunch of cool examples. Thanks. Uh, that <laughs> shows that you prepared a lot for this, and I personally, as a producer of content, appreciate that. But also for our listeners, um, I I've heard that. Um, I've heard all of this and it is a theme people you need to put actions before words and uh, you know I think right now a lot of people are seeing a lot of words and I'm glad to know that Thrive Market was putting action into effect before those words even had to come out whether it started with the mission whether it started with the early investors before any of those external comms were turned on of which this is a part and especially through the ways not only in which you are helping out the membership base, but also the ways in which you are building your own team through that story, which you illustrated so wonderfully earlier in the episode. Uh, it's clear that you guys have something pretty great going on and uh, a well-deserved million, I should think. And uh, and here's to the next million. But for now, and for all these great stories and, and great pieces of advice, uh, Amina, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, uh, Adam, for having me. And thank you so much to all the listeners for, for tuning in.
Thank you so much to Amina Pasha from Thrive Market for joining the show today. What a cool story about Larissa. And hey, Larissa, if you're listening, best of luck to you as you begin your journey with Thrive Market. If you enjoyed this show, here's what you can do to stay in touch. First off, we've got a website where all of our episodes sit. That is podcast.vavoom.co. We've done over 100 of these episodes. And so if today's episode number one, boy, do I have a lot of time for you to sit back and enjoy this type of content. You can also check out LinkedIn where Authentic Influence Podcast hosts this content. It's a showcase page where you'll find not only the episodes, but also other little tidbits here and there ancillary to the core audio experience. And then finally, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Adam Connor. It's my personal profile. Say hi, make a recommendation for what I can do next, and I will take it under consideration probably almost immediately. I'll be right back with another great brand that's mobilizing their masses to become more authentic, each and every day. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.